Coming soon to video cassette. From the ashes of the, your local blockbuster video, it's Cash Grab, presented by Disagree Resort. TSR presents Cash Grab. Uh, this is the show where we talk about, we muse, we review the straight to video Disney sequels, starting with today's movie movie it's a movie right uh sure. the return of jafar oh. also known as aladdin 2 electric boogaloo not gonna be the last mm-hmm. time i make that joke uh with me is a familiar voice for those of you who listen to the ears up network it's jimmy hey everybody welcome back yeah and we also have a new face for your ears we have audrey joining us hello hello hi welcome hi thank you so glad to be here yeah. yeah. So Return of Jafar, Dan, this was the very mm-hmm. first straight to video sequel. It was made by Walt Disney Television Animation. And it is very clear that it was made <laughs> by television animation. How many times have you watched this movie? Once today. And I've seen it before, but I didn't remember any of it. So that's why I okay. wanted to start with this one because I didn't remember a thing. And I even wrote down what I thought it was going to be about. And I was partially correct but that was just kind of logic right but anyway so this was the first straight to video sequel and that's why we wanted to start with this one but we we thought cash grab would be a fun show to talk about these lesser known sequels to these animated classics and and we've talked about our our format so first what we're going to do and i'm just taking this away dan sorry um the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the uh well, we saw the first one. We're going to talk about what we think this movie is going to be about. Then we're going to muse about what it actually was about. And then maybe think about what would happen in the next sequel. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we're for that, we're kind of pretending that we know that there actually is a third one. Right. Well, in this case, there was. Right. Yes. Yes. So we'll we'll get there when we get there. So, Jimmy, what? Did you actually, Audrey? We haven't heard from you. Yeah, let's hear from Moggins. A voice what for your you ears. Think? Return of Jafar. Jafar's back and he's hotter than hot in a number of ways. That's what I wrote down. Nice. So I, I've seen Aladdin. I saw the original. And I am also, I watched this movie earlier today. And I'm pretty sure I'd seen the movie years ago. Mm-hmm. Also, did not remember a thing from it. And you know what? Sitting back down at the computer, having gone grocery shopping I, w- I didn't think about the movie while i was out that aside really? we'll get to that later um here's what i thought it was gonna be i thought it would have a tiger romantic subplot mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought genie would come back with more cultured references i thought, <laughs> i wrote i thought daddy dies Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I assumed the Sultan would die. Mm-hmm, uh, Jafar loses again. Pretty predictable. And then just a little sprinkle extra. I thought Aladdin would cross dress at some point in the movie. <laughs> oh, progressive nineties. <90s. laughs> uh, yeah, I have, um, 
Aladdin and Jasmine are planning their wedding. The Sultan is having problems accepting his daughter's decision to marry a commoner, but he's coming around. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly a questionable or dark figure from Aladdin's past arrives at the palace. This person turns out to be all right, but is played as an embarrassment or mild danger. Aladdin has difficulty reconciling his uh, new life with this reminder of his old one. The Sultan comes down hard on Jasmine. Jasmine starts to question her decision to marry Aladdin, but ultimately wants to find a way to work it out. She gives Aladdin an ultimatum that his dumb friend really needs to leave. Aladdin understands as he is also ready to sever ties to his old life in this way. He tries to confront his friend who just happens to be considering leaving the palace on his own accord since he's clearly a fish out of water. Things seem to be going well until the dumb so friend. Much Hold this on, I'm almost, I'm almost true. <laughs> Go ahead. Things seem to be going well until the dumb friend sees a lamp. Right as Aladdin says, don't touch that, his idiot pal rubs it and out comes Jafar. In another location, Jenny, Jeannie feels what is and more Jen- or less like, the, and Jenny, they're dating, feels what's more or less like a disturbance in the force because mm. it's like the same magic power mm-hmm. and senses that Aladdin is in trouble. Then third act stuff ensues. All right. So I, mine is sort of a combination of the two of you. So when we last left our hero... He had won the hand of the princess and the sultan changed the law so that the princess could marry anyone, anyone she chooses, right? So the genie had been freed by Aladdin. Uh, his third and final wish, right, was to free the genie. But mm-hmm. he still remained magical for some reason. Maybe, like maybe it was a magic blue guy who happened to get trapped in the lamp for like at least 10,000 years. Or maybe like 10,000 years. Happenstance. Yeah, right. Uh, and maybe 10,000 years in isolation, you just pick things up like transfiguration and doing impressions of actors and references <laughs> to things that won't occur for hundreds of years in the future. Uh huh. Maybe. Um, so Jafar had been trapped in the lamp as a genie with his parrot and they all lived happily ever after. That's where we left them, right? Mm-hmm. In any case, the return of Jafar opens with Aladdin and Jasmine living happily in the palace. The Sultan's failing health, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is causing some concern for the fair princess. Aladdin is preparing to become sultan, and after the current sultan passes, but he doesn't know how to be sultan. So he seeks the help from his still magical but freed genie, who he, of course, still calls genie, even though he's no longer a genie, because branding. <laughs> it's like the thing in E.T. ride where all his friends call him E.T., <laughs> right. even though E.T. E. stands for extraterrestrial, so even on his own planet, he's an alien. It's yeah. like that, genie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's a really novel idea. What if Jeannie went female and it was like J E A N N I E Jeannie? That's what happens in the third one. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I've just got so yeah. many great ideas for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. right. All right. So anyway, Jeannie and Aladdin are preparing. Or so Jeannie's preparing Aladdin to become Sultan. When somewhere far away, a young boy stumbles across a strange-looking lamp and accidentally rubs it to reveal Jafar, the new genie and his parrot. Before, oh yeah, they, yeah, the new genie and his parrot. Um, before he was freed from Aflac. <laughs> Somehow Jafar convinces the, the young boy to set him free with a wish and he goes back to Agrabah to try to become Sultan. 
The current sultan dies, and Jafar, using his staff, which was broken by Aladdin in the first one, but miraculously still has. <laughs> That's right. He hypnotizes. <laughs> no, this is this is before I watched the movie, guys. So he hypnotizes. Oh, so you're just you're just predicting that. This that... is my prediction. All these things are yeah, my prediction okay. before I watched the movie. <laughs> okay. He hypnotizes everyone and usurps the throne. Meanwhile, the genie, who is not hypnotized. Because uh, he's Will Smith, breaks the spell, and Jafar is banished forever until the next one. Hmm. Uh, so I, there was a lot of that. I think we all hit on some points that were pretty valid on what actually happened. Yeah, um, I have a couple things about just a snapshot of like what was happening in the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was 1994. The top ten movies were number ten, Pulp Fiction. Number nine, The Interview with the Vampire. Uh, number eight, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Seven, Dumb and Dumber. Number six, Speed. Number five, The Mask. Number four, The Flintstones. So we're living in that world. Oh. Number three, True Lies. Number two, Forrest Gump. And number one was The Lion King. So wow. we're, we're in a world where The Lion King is playing in theaters. And then we have this thing come out. And isn't that interesting that in 2019, both Aladdin and The Lion King were in theaters? <laughs> It's like they're tied together. Also in 1994, uh, the Food and Drug Administration declared the first genetically engineered tomato, the Flavor Saver, was safe for human consumption. Uh, It was not a commercial success, and then production ended in 1997. The name stuck around for mustaches, however. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. What was it called? The Flavor the fl- Saver? The Flavor yeah, it, Saver. <laughs> and it's spelled F-L-A-V-R-S-A-V-R. <laughs> and that's what that's what you call mustache, right. is the Flavor Saver? Yeah. Let's let's not go further into that. Sorry, so I thought that, that was funny. We can keep this a family show if we need to. It's <laughs> 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 not even what I was thinking. I was thinking I, like big cookie that fall in there and you eat them later. That, oh. I mean, that too. Like if you are food motivated... Wait, am I the one who made that terrible? No, 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 no. Okay, no, yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I thought we were on the same page there. Uh, also, 1994, the North American Free Trade Agreement went into effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, in California, uh, I can't think of the uh, Proposition 187 got uh, voted on. Uh, 1994, the controversial genetically engineered growth hormone for cows, RBGH, goes on sale. Mm. World's largest lollipop, 3,011 pounds, is made in Denmark. Um, Crayola introduced scented crayons, and Orange County files for bankruptcy. Wow. And because it was Denmark, everyone got a bite for free. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that little segment. We should keep that up. That's really cool. Nice. To give you a little context yeah. about what's happening. Right? What's going on in the world around us. Yeah, because, was, um, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I was three years old for my own personal context. Wow. Mm-hmm. So was I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny you talk about 1994 for context because this and the animation quality of this film can only Don't be described. Don't you dare besmirch the animation quality 1980s era Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if that uh, is true for a lot of uh, straight-to-video oh, movies. Undoubtedly. Like, is, it always, <laughs> is it always at least 10 years behind the current film? You know, like, does it hold up today? Like, 
Do, do you get what I'm trying to say? I think it's Toy like, Story right. 2 was originally going to be straight to video. And then right, right. I guess it was good enough. And they kind of redid it or Lasseter got onto it. And it was it became good enough to release in theaters. I think we need a name for this effect. The Australia effect? Because it's like 10 years. Before. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. The Australia <laughs> effect yeah, the Australia of animation. Effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those of you listening in Australia can join us at the Supreme Resort group on Facebook. And that's right. Tell me I'm wrong about everything. But we won't get it 16 and a half hours later. <laughs> also known as the American-Australian effect. Yeah, there you go. Australian-American effect. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll work on the names later. Will we? <laughs> yeah, All right. So uh, okay. do you want to talk about this thing? Yeah. Do uh, you want to listen to the trailer first or we want yes, to drop that? Oh, here it is. Oh, Disney Home Video presents the first all-new Disney animated movie produced exclusively for video. All right, Corbett. Let's go. A new adventure with Aladdin. Disney's The Return of Jafar. <laughs> Jafar is back and he's out for revenge. I'm a ran hotter than ever. Surprise for Aladdin. <laughs> now, Aladdin will have to use all his tricks to face his biggest challenge ever. So join all your favorite characters. Aladdin, Jasmine, grab Yago, your flavor saver. The genie. <laughs> Did you miss me? It's Take a carpet ride. <laughs> I love it. Wait, Homer Simpson's in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer Simpson is in this. Mm. It was uh, relevant Jimmy, in 1994. Know, they were in their fifth season. Yeah. I know you're a fan of uh, voice artists. Like, mm-hmm. what do, do you care to expand on the, <laughs> the reality that Homer Simpson's doing the voice? Well, I mean, the, the, he does a really good Robin Williams impression, but it sounds like Homer doing a Robin Williams impression. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, he does a real, a lot of really, really excellent racial stereotypes, too. Oh, he sure does. Oh, yeah. oh and- <laughs> He would make Rob Williams very proud. <laughs> I have the at the top of my notes. I have you'd be surprised what you can live through. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even with me right now because that's at the top of my notes. Oh, man. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I hey guys, oh. that's on the top of my notes too. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine right. high five, guys. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I summed up my experience of watching <laughs> this, this work. That's a of, very good summary. Watching this work. Yeah, because it's like, how do you, how do you just kind of uh, compile everything that happens in the movie into like a one, one sentence? And that was... Yeah, it. that's a perfect tagline. The Return of Jafar. <laughs> it's amazing what you can live through. <laughs> There were a couple. There were a couple of other contenders in the movie. Like, uh, it's good to have a friend. I think was one of the songs. You know, when Genie returns. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, right. I wrote it down as uh, the Gino, Gina, Gina, uh, the Genie <laughs> sings. Um, and uh, what did he say? Oh, he sings the song. I never had a friend like you. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a racist friend like me. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> right. Well, I think so. I was kind of, I was kind of correct on my hunch that Genie would be a little more cultured when he came back. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. He traveled the world, and he That's sang true. a song about it, <laughs> <laughs> and did a lot of racial, not yeah, racial stereotypes in the song. I thought his Greek, 
like his Athens one was a little off, but whatever. Well, yeah. Well, and I, I just halfway through, halfway through the movie, I just stopped. I was like, wait a minute. Jasmine has a pet tiger. This means she's addicted to meth now. <laughs> no. Another, tiger king. <laughs> Another surprising thing that I learned while watching it is that Jeannie is a boxer's guy. Um, because oh, totally. Yeah. In the fight he, between Genie and Jafar, he uh, disrobes him, and it was like, "Oh, whoops! There, my that's my yeah. underoos." But the thing is that the Genie's legs are blue, and he removed the legs, so the Genie's legs that are blue are actually pants, and he, he has <laughs> white <laughs> legs with boxers underneath. Is this the costume? <laughs> Just, there's know. a lot so, back here guys th- yeah there's yeah. a lot so okay so just we could we could go on this for a very long time but just keeping Genius, it locally uh, underwear choices yes and well so aladdin underwear choice i'm thinking boxer briefs yes or we didn't get to see yeah because no never... i think leopard print tidy mm, you know okay. what i mean a banana hammock <laughs> <laughs> a flavor saver <laughs> <laughs> still pg-13 guys yep <laughs> um so what about the what about sultan what is his, depends are an option here <laughs> oh yeah yeah maybe he's just a maybe he's just going commando mm. i think so i think he's probably going just commando. lazy he's a rich old fat guy who just only gets dressed when people come <laughs> to, the, to the palace right yeah he's got he's got nothing yeah. under those robes he's easily entertained by you know whimsy <laughs> carpets <laughs> snacks now the the big question jafar mm. mm-hmm. very proper that's not quite a question but what, well, what underwear <laughs> <that's> <laughs> okay jafar question mark okay, okay. i got it yes. <laughs> uh, neatly ironed starched tidy whities uh-huh, uh-huh. He he's likes so support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Did thinking he... something vaguely fetishy, but oh, like yeah. not all the way. Girls' panties? <laughs> oh yes. Yes. I could see it. He does he <laughs> does act rather effeminate from time to time. Feel free to send us any fan art that you've been sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well Dan, you'd mentioned he liked the support of the tidy whities maybe, and it's the support he doesn't get in life because his bird betrays him immediately after saving him from the, the lamp. Mm. Well, and what's what's the timeline on this? Like how far after the movie, the it's original like movie? The next day. Okay. It felt <laughs> yeah, it totally felt like that. Like maybe a week had passed. Maybe a or- week, yeah. Yeah, because they're like, Jeannie, you're back already. <laughs> and Aladdin, that's true. Aladdin had gotten up to his old tricks again. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. First of all, we leave him, and he's wearing like the the fancy garb, and then he's back to being a street rat, stealing from people. And there's so much exposition and a lot of hats. Yeah, <laughs> and wild and bird forgot- cages. There were so many bird cages on the palace grounds. <laughs> so many of them. You know, I, I think it's a. It's an it's a visual metaphor. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are beard text. things are, are beard rings actually a thing, or is that just something that happens in the movie? Am I the only one that caught that? <laughs> I no, that was cool. I liked that. I think it could be a trend to look mm-hmm. out for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody has beards these days. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the what was the uh, Jason Alexander's villain? I I know I sent a message and I forgot. Oh, damn. Have his 
abysmal, abysmal. <laughs> like the yeah. plot. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. Like Jafar, his- <laughs> Jafar um, Neeks. I don't know what that means in the abysmal, like the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Aladdin miraculously changed back into street rat garb. So I have, I have the whole synopsis of this film. If we want to go mm-hmm. through it. And cool. uh, yeah. I, if you have notes, by all means, but I, I, I've right. written a synopsis and we can kind of stop and, and discuss yeah. it. So there's an opening song. The new I also version. want to point out, sorry, I also want to point out that there are commercial breaks in this. There are. I pointed that out too. It's in my notes. <laughs> all right, go for it. You're the complete. I can't believe right. I missed that. Yeah, fade to black <laughs> yeah. commercial break. Yeah. Full on. I think I noticed one of them and I was like, huh, that was a sustained transition that didn't make any sense. All right. So opening song, we have a new version of Arabian Nights, right? By someone who is doing a very good Robin Williams impression. I don't think it's Dan Castellaneta. So shadowy thieves arrive to their lair and their leader, Jason Alexander, swindles them. Suddenly, their treasure box walks away on its own, carried by Abu. Oh, this is is the moment when my sister called me. Oh, like 90 (laughs) seconds into the movie? (laughs) Uh, I, it was probably about two minutes and 44 seconds. Oh, okay. But who's counting? Oh, uh, yeah. No. So Aladdin, who is the new police chief, I guess, um, stopped them. <laughs> Despite being the new the new prince, he is still wearing his street rat garb, right? He was going to become a prince at the end when he went back to the street rat thing. Well, he's keeping it real. Yes. And this is where I say the animation quality can only be described as 1980s era Saturday morning cartoon complete with commercial break blackouts. <laughs> so meanwhile, in the desert somewhere, Iago manages to escape from the lamp because I guess birds can't be genies. And he rubs the lamp to let Jafar out. No, wait. Mm. He betrays Jafar and sings, I'm looking out for me. Dan Castellaneta has a brief cameo as a shopkeeper and a watermelon salesman. I don't know why there are so many watermelons in Agrabah. I did not. I did not get that. That and the birdcage industry are thriving. Well, and do, does does I can't think. Gilbert Godfrey does he really need a song? No, it's hard to listen to that guy without. Yeah, I loved it. I loved his song. I loved his singing voice. And Agrabah is just a place for chicks and melons, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, chicks and ducks and geese better scurry to Agrabah. Disney and Imagineers, if you're looking for a way to plus up your uh, Adventureland over in Paris, you you have it right there. Uh, Agrabah, a place for chicks and melons. That's Mm. right. Um, So the other thing that I sort of predicted going into this is how many Disney references there would be. And I'm sure there are more. I just I wrote down the obvious ones. But Mm -hmm. so now Aladdin is the resident Robin Hood and he gives the thieves treasure to the poor people except for this ruby encrusted fancy flower he gives to Jasmine, who is in love with him. So bad. The Sultan has a big royal announcement at dinner that Aladdin can't miss. So we know, of course, he's going to miss it or be late. Iago I, tries... Go ahead. I got to just point out that the animation is... Terrible. Bad. I mean, it's, it's, bad. it's, it's bad. They do some things with Jasmine that just are terrifying like it it's 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 weird enough that the original character design was like 
probably intended to be like a 12 year old boy's fantasy, but like mm-hmm. toned down to mm-hmm. be like, okay, oh, okay, let's dial it back a little bit, guys. But then you filter that through like sloppy television animation mm-hmm. and I don't know what you get. It's, it's like just this, it's like, it's like the cloning machine went terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, what I noticed is the differing line thickness. The different line mm. fakes. You um, can see the mouth and eyes popping all over the head. Yeah. <laughs> she, so I, I thought Jasmine was the coolest. I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful and a princess. And that's what I want to be when I was that, eight, you know, when I watched Aladdin for the first time. And, you know, this movie, it's totally gone. There's nothing attractive. <laughs> like, not that she has to be, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to see if this movie would pass the Bechdel test just as a little extra um, nugget in there. And it came close because Jasmine has a conversation with her cat that doesn't have anything to mm-hmm. do with the man and they're both named, but unfortunately you have to have three female characters in the movie and I don't, I couldn't find a third female character. So, but Raja's not, not a, she Raja's a, he, no Raja's a girl. No. What? No. Okay. Okay. Look well, it up. Okay. Look in it that up. case, it up. the one female character that they could have had, you know, just a little extra effort put into mm-hmm. wasn't there. Well, that's why you need to watch the live action. They had two girls that spoke. Uh, I hate the live action movies. Yeah, it's, it's not the greatest. But uh, yeah, anyway, so... We, uh, Iago, who had escaped from Jafar because he is looking out for himself, tries to get in good with Aladdin. And they got caught, they got caught by some thieves from the original scene. And Aladdin tries to escape while one jump underscores the hijinks. So one jump is playing in the background while he's ev- evading guards and whatever, or the, the evading the thieves, right? Raja is male, according I to told you. Damn it. Well, on the subject of music, I'm not going to let this bother me. Um, the the I liked the the like the little um, throwbacks to the original movie because it felt very familiar and and nice. But you know, they had a lot of missed opportunities. Otherwise, uh, agreed. Yeah, there was a lot of that, and there, you know, a lot of the similar beats, and you know, kind of what the beat was from the original film based on the underscore, right? Mm-hmm. So then Aladdin makes it out with Iago's inadvertent help. And the head thief is named Abyss Mall, just like his naming. <laughs> so, by the way, the word Raja is an Indian word meaning king or prince. Just to- All right. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard, Audrey. Yep. Glad to have you. The genie comes back. And is now doing a Homer Simpson impression. First, now, first Disney reference is It's a Small World. The genie says, hey, it's a small world. Because they asked him how uh-huh. how long. Or, well, he, we were back so far. And, and, and it's a small world. Yes, they still call him genie. Fruit. Yeah. Then he sings, I never had a friend like you, is what I wrote down. <laughs> it's right. not what it's called, but it's the same structure. Instead of you never had a friend like me, it's like I came back because you're here and you're friends and life isn't good without friends. I so I, I have a, a few notes up to this point. Uh, these, this is just as they're written. I think I hate Jeannie. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm watching an elementary school pageant. Um, it feels like the songs weren't written for this. Uh, and then Very kind of this. Weren't. 
it's extremely likely. And then kind of where you're at in the synopsis. So Genie is less powerful without the slavery? Yeah. Didn't he what I noticed is that he still had his cuffs on. And I distinctly remember at the end of the first movie. Oh yeah, they were there the whole time and that bothered me. Well, it's like I said at the beginning of this, it's branding, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like why they had to put Kylo Ren's mask back on him in the, the last movie because they have him walking around the theme parks. Oh, damn. Branding. You're so right. Spoilers, Jimmy. That's And that's well, why they couldn't have any cool right. costume changes. They all just brought back the same outfits from the first movie. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer because, you know, that part of the fun is seeing how the character gets reinterpreted. In a sequel. Yeah, I guess, but it's got to be, well, in a good sequel, but it's got to be right. recognizable. To the, you know, I'm watching this because I liked Aladdin. Oh, I liked that costume and that thing. I like that set piece. I mean, it's all. But at the same time, I think that, that that's sort of the appeal of the Star Wars movies, which is that, you know, you get uh, Lando Calrissian wearing this costume. You get another one with this costume. There's the Hoth costume. There's I don't know why I picked Lando. He sure. has the least costume changes, but. <laughs> Queen okay, so, <laughs> okay, so right. Queen okay, so Darth Vader. Here's Darth Vader nope, in his no, this outfit. No, no, yeah. totally uh, uh, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Here's no. Emperor Palpatine. Ah, no. Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, abysmal, <laughs> abysmal finds the lamp and then inadvertently rubs it to reveal Jafar. He still has his staff, as I predicted, even though Aladdin broke it in the first one, comes out of the lamp with the staff. <laughs> anyway, maybe Branding. it's a vision because he's able to change his appearance. So maybe it's just a vision of the thing because he never actually uses it. Right. He does touch well, it, it. He does, but he also turns into Jasmine and it's touches true. her. Yeah. And touches it's the audience. Showboat. Oh, and <laughs> touches, touches our hearts. Ball. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I just, I wish there's no intentional rubbing. That's there's, true. All the yeah. lamp rubbing is unintentional. Yeah. Inadvertent. Yeah. It's true. Until it becomes intentional and he rubs it to get his wishes. I guess so, yeah. Abysmal mm-hmm. does it. So Aladdin at this dinner, they're late, by the way, to the dinner. And Aladdin is named Royal Vizier and Iago escapes. He makes it. And at the dinner, are are they eating just bowls of cabbage? It looked like I a bowl so. of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> the one in his fork was a different color than the ones in the bowl, which is. I was like, well, because it's colored differently because that's the one that moves. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Okay, Sultan, work. You get that fiber. You get those cruciferous greens. He's sitting there with, with his balls hanging out. <laughs> Dad, can you put some pants on? <laughs> am I Sultan well, or am I Sultan? We're family. I don't have to. <laughs> oh, Aladdin. Aladdin becomes a row of zero and his most trusted advisor, right? So oh, trust yeah. him not to judge his saggy <laughs> old man balls. A little, a little thing I want to reference is the part where Jasmine's like, you're not hiding anything from me again, oh are you, God. Aladdin? So oh. he's already off to a bad start again. Exactly. He's already hiding some truth. Because he's hiding Iago in, the, in one of many bird cages on the ground. <laughs> yeah, return, return of Jafar in the bird cage. <laughs> At this point in my oh, notes, gosh. I have, t- I have two things. This is three's company and Aladdin is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> what? And <laughs> this is pod racing. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, 
the return of Jafar, Lakaja Follies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he makes it to the Sultan. Uh, then moments after the Sultan asks, makes Aladdin his most trusted advisor, immediately <laughs> doesn't trust Aladdin as to why Iago should be trusted. <laughs> immediately. You're my most trusted advisor. Uh, here's Iago. But I'm watching you. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yep. And then there was a Jiminy Cricket uh, Disney reference number two. Because uh, he comes over and says, let your conscience be your guide to, uh, to Iago. Because Iago's really conflicted in this movie. I liked Iago in this movie. He was my favorite. Too. He just, he was, he was a good part of the movie. Well, he might be like the central Iago, character. Yeah. I feel like he was almost the voice of the audience. In this mm-hmm. movie. Well, yeah, that's reasonable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no follow-up statements. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> uh, forget. So forget about love to convince Jasmine to forgive Aladdin. That's a song that uh, Iago sings, kind oh, of like they're, manipulating. Their duo together, s- it was like oil and vinegar mixing, yeah, and that totally. it didn't mix at all. I got to say, for me, like, okay, gaslighting aside, that that moment as like a musical moment, if this were like, you know, a workable Good. musical where mm-hmm. everything w- around it wasn't garbage, it had the the skeleton of a good story moment. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Meg's song from Hercules. No way. I won't right. say I'm in love kind of thing. It's like you're great- saying you're in love, but I'm, I'm, I'm also saying I'm not in love and I'm never going to say it. Yeah. It's it. There's potential there. I mean, it, it, actually I remember that chunk of time. There's a few moments in there where it's like, okay, this is, if you take these moments out and you like, let them blossom into their own movie that makes sense, then there's actually something there, but it's, it is a gaslighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emotional so, manipulation. Yeah. yeah. So this is my exact sentence that I wrote. I'm writing all this in real time, by the way, I, this was right, right. as I'm watching the movie, I'm making notes. Forget about love to convince Jasmine to forgive Aladdin. Drivel, drivel, drivel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many bird cages around this palace grounds? <laughs> uh, That's like a a basketball game. There's a lot of dribbling. Yeah, yeah it's a regular basketball game. I love uh, sports. <laughs> we're all relatable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so many stings from a whole new world, like in that. Oh, yeah. And and I I know this comes later, but since we're on a whole new world, Aladdin takes a romantic carpet ride with the Sultan. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. was wonderful. I also I liked their the the fact that they said rendezvous a couple times in the song because oh, it was yeah. like here's a multiple syllable word that we can use smartly. <laughs> so they overused it, and then I think immediately after the song. Jasmine and Aladdin are in different outfits, so they clearly. Fu- <laughs> That's right, because he had changed back into the street rat garb. I wondered why. That was it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I also, I'm also like, how did Genie become an idiot? Just like in general. Yeah, totally. Like what? What happened? <laughs> we traveled. Uh, yeah, but honestly, at at this point in in the movie, I kind of decided that 
I was going to watch it as though I was watching like a middle school theater production. Yeah. You know, where it, it, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is, it's, it's making me less angry. Like I'm able to appreciate that they accomplished something Mm -hmm. without hurting themselves. (laughs) It's still, it's still terrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these notes don't all make sense. Jafar neeks in the abysmal, like the plot. I don't know what that means. Aladdin miraculously changed back into the street garb, obviously because, uh, he and, uh, yeah, you just said it. So Jafar <laughs> then sneaks into the palace and convinces Iago to trap the Sultan and Aladdin. Be our guest plays while Genie and, uh, and uh, Abu <laughs> eat. That was reference number three. They're eating a picnic and be our guest plays. You're just uh, watching a Disney brand movie at this point. Exactly. Right. And then, so this may not be a reference, but they're flying over the water and they have hippos. They're coming out of the water, wiggling their ears. That has to be a Joe Cruz reference. So I'm making that number four. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. So then while, while the Sultan and Aladdin are off with Iago, Jafar then sings second rate to Genie and Abu. Oh. Like the song, like the quality of the film, second rate. <laughs> That was a low point of this movie for me. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. because, you know, the villain song is a really great chance for the villain to to make a statement and be to, prepared. Right. And to kind of it's their yeah, call to action, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sure. just spent it putting down Genie and it made him him seem like the second rate one. Did they like go to college together or something? Because like in the in the previous movie, they don't seem to have any connection to each other other than just moving the story forward. Mm -hmm. But in this one, like there seems to be some, like a lot more history there than there actually exists. Or that we're talking about Genie and Jafar. Yeah. Well, there's a shared history now a little bit, I guess. I guess lived briefly as, I don't know, but now they're like rivals suddenly. I mean, I guess, I guess because Genie did what he did, but like, I don't know. It seems a little heavy handed to me. I feel like I feel like Jafar or Jafar is more of a like he's more of his, his own person. He's, he's not going to let like he's going to hold on to grudges, but only so much as like they move his goals forward. I don't think he's you know, he's he's a he's a businessman sort of villain where he's like, I got a I got a goal. I'm not going to like waste my time doing a whole showboaty number here. Like, let's just get to business. He's still going to tip 15 percent at the restaurant, even if the service is slow. Cheap ass. No, I mean, like, <laughs> like he doesn't have time to stiff him on the tip or something. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, well, OK, whatever. I'll it's fine. He, I'll, he we'll, we'll picks his battles. Yeah, he picks his battles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, at this point, is this the point in the movie where it's dawn and Aladdin's supposed to die at dawn? That's not this part of the movie that comes later. Okay. We're close. We're close. So, um, but one thing I was just thinking about, they, we decided or we determined that this movie takes place maybe a week after the, the end of Aladdin. And when the genie and Iago come out of the sand, they were talking about it's like it, it had been decades it's been a week. No wonder he's got all this pent up. Right. That's that's what's confusing about this. This this movie's relationship with time is very troubling. Yeah. Yeah. So the next, I guess the last 15 minutes of the film, I have written uh, two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Abysmal kidnaps the Sultan. Our heroes are trapped and Aladdin is framed for the Sultan's murder. All right. Three sentences. In a turn of consciousness, Iago 
releases the genie. Genie saves Aladdin and makes reference number five, bibbidi bobby doo boo. Mm. Oh, God, that's right. Yep. Listeners, tell me if there are any more references to Disney that I missed. So far, we have five. I don't think this is a reference. I did write down living on top of an active volcano. No. Or did he just create that volcano out of nothing? That's possible. Yeah. That part. Okay. So when everything's like all volcano-y and so then Jafar gets defeated and it all was just kind of an illusion. Yeah. So. Like, well, the same thing happened at the end of Aladdin. Like, everything was death and despair and chaos. And then when, when he became a genie, everything just went back to normal because his sorcery had, had been overturned. It makes him even less, like, villainous to me. Like, it, it, none of his actions have consequence. Yeah. Like, what are the actual stakes here? Is he, is he like, the villain version of, like, a, a scarehouse actor where it's like, boo, but can't touch you? <laughs> I guess be. Iago gets hurt. And he I gets right. I felt yeah. a little. I was like, "Oh, Yago, poor chicken." Yeah he he has his uh, Frodo <laughs> Baggins or is it Bilbo? Is it Bilbo or Frodo in Lord of the Rings? Frodo. Mm. Frodo. He has his Frodo uh, Baggins. Moment. Oh yes, Jafar is suddenly Sauron. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> he he can only be killed Nerd by alert. casting the lamp into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> right. And when that that death scene is so long, <laughs> I, it was it was really long, and then it like it was long. It turned into sparkles, and I was like, "Oh, that was kind of <laughs> anticlimactic." Yeah, it's, and it's like borderline disturbing. We're seeing like you skeleton. Saw skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. See, this is like it always makes me think of like the Final Fantasy games where you have like a extended spell that you cast like that's my favorite part to look forward to is like oh what's the spell casting look like and like ooh, how do they mm-hmm. how do they make this this like ice power look in this game in this movie it looks lame and stupid and i hated it <laughs> where did you find this girl <laughs> terror squad improv yeah. Um, um yeah yeah so it was like those cartoons where they get electrocuted and you see their whole skeleton mm-hmm. yeah like that. for those of you who yeah, haven't yeah. seen it that's what it was like 100 percent medically accurate <laughs> anatomically too by, by the way there's just as a side note there is an artist out there and I don't I wish I knew the name off the top of my head who does realistic skeletons of cartoon characters. Oh, like <laughs> it's that. so disturbing. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> I'll try to find it and I'll I'll, I'll link it, it post to it. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that is the return of Jafar everybody. Yeah. He's yep. back and he's hotter than ever. I wanted to <laughs> a boot more often than not hotter than hot. <laughs> in an, in a number of ways. Um, a lot of good ways. A lo- sorry, a lot of good ways. I got it wrong. Ugh. <laughs> what I didn't get wrong is that somebody cross-dressed and it was a boo. He was dressed as a nurse, a female nurse, briefly. Oh, I missed right. that. I must have been typing yeah. vigorously. Yeah. A boo was so <laughs> annoying. I could not stand him bad. in this movie. I think a boo's a jerk. Like, I think that was kind of a character trait in the first one. But in this one, it's just not at all subtle. Like, it's... It, it, in a lot of this, it's. I get that you're going to go on the cheap for like the animation and stuff. That that makes sense, and I, I kind of I can get behind them on that in a lot of 
good ways. Um, but I <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like writers are not, I don't know how to put this in a way that isn't like terrible, but writers are kind of always writing things and they're kind of always looking for an outlet. Like animators, good animators, they're going to, they're going to cost a lot. A good writer probably not going to cost as you could, you can throw the good writing team at this and you mm-hmm. could probably still save a pretty penny on everything else by going like, yeah, let's make it look like the Jetsons. But the, <laughs> the, uh, the writing is terrible. The writing is really bad. <laughs> I, I'm totally, I hear you on this. It's like it, film, it, visual media 101 is the sound has to be good. Who cares what you're looking at? Like if the sound is really shit, no one's going to watch it. And the yeah. script and the voice acting is mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. And the animation is the same, but you know, like to keep yeah. someone really engrossed, it just has a sound all right. Yeah. Yeah. So Abu, back to Abu. He, yeah. And the first one he's stealing from, you know, shopkeepers to feed himself or he's stealing from the, the, the cave of wonders or the helpless people Jafar. about to eat the bread. <laughs> yes. Those people. <laughs> he spitefully he gives up his bread. He does, but not without eating a big juicy bite right in front of him. <laughs> juicy bread. <laughs> Nothing better than juicy bread. <laughs> Juicy bread. So, but in this one, like first scene, he steals from Jasmine. <laughs> Twice. He's a dick. He just can't help himself. No. Um, and so he, maybe Raja, who's a boy, shut up. I could stop him from doing it. <laughs> They're all in love. They're all in love. There, yeah. there are a lot of in love. There's a lot of love. So, I know that. Okay, so the if if we're okay, first of all, are are we at a point where we can recommend this or not? <laughs> or, Ooh. Sure, yeah. You know, um, I'm going to recommend all of these for <laughs> well, just because for, there's something in it for everybody, even if it's just for for the for I don't know, just for morbid curiosity, or maybe there are a lot of people who may listen to this who really love this movie. My sister's you know? roommate did when they called me two yeah. minutes in. They're like, oh, 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 Return of Jafar. Just wait till you watch The King of Thieves, which I think is the yeah. name of the third one. The third one. I, so, I seem to remember liking The King of Thieves better. And I think that they made this one for cash grab. I think they made King of Thieves because they had a good idea. Kinda yeah, like I think the that's what I remember pirates. being the case. I'm already interested. I think I, I, I this movie's. So when I hear that people like this, which is uh, shocking to me, honestly, it, I, it, the Bowie fan in me thinks that, okay, so this is like people who come to David Bowie through Labyrinth, which is like in the breadth of his career, probably one of his worst moments. Mm-hmm. But it's if it catches you at the right time in your life, then it's like, oh, it's a, it brings back the stalgies, right? Or I'm, I'm the sexual awakening. Right. I mean, what this movie? Aladdin, um, The Return of Jafar? <laughs> the the no. Labyrinth. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, Can you imagine this if this was, was your sexual awakening? <laughs> and which part was it, I wonder? <laughs> Jafar and his. Iago's <laughs> first song. Uh, lava. Lava. <laughs> the Sultan. Um, the um, abysmal face, facial hair. And what about his lip? It looked like he had his tongue sticking out the whole time. I 
hate Abysmal's character design. I cannot stand it. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with Jason Alexander. No. Lovely man. Nothing at all. When did uh, Seinfeld first come out? Had to have been around this time, right? Because Friends was in 94. Right. Uh, Um, According to the internet, it was 1989. So a couple years. Oh, wow. Okay. I am wrong. So I just wonder with Jason Alexander, I feel like Disney's definitely like they're seeing that uh, Seinfeld is a thing and Mm -hmm. we really want to get on that. So is Jason Alexander the first call or is, (laughs) you know what I mean? I think you have to get the genie right first. So Robin Williams was the first call and then Dan Castellaneta because Simpsons was hot. Seinfeld was hot. You know, they're both five years into their run. And right. Jason Alexander famously did come back in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, 1997, not just a few years later. So it's possible they recorded the same time because how fast <laughs> well-animated films take versus this one. But yeah, Jason Alexander did a great job as one of the gargoyles in uh, more of a supporting character. I think he does supporting much better. Also, he was the yeah. meanie lawyer who tried to uh, take advantage of um, what's-her-name in Pretty Woman. Slime ball. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was I think in he just Shallow Hal. Oh, Shallow Hal. That's right. With the vestigial tail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he does. Um, I th- I think he does creepy better than he does. Um, uh, as straight Friendly up villainous. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that <laughs> he's not. He's not the uh, pro protagonist no he's a better antagonist but he does a good job being a supportive gargoyle in the hunchback of notre dame absolutely yes that that i liked him in okay so we all know that there's going to be a third a threequel and that's king of thieves yes right but taking that out now i haven't seen that in a long time either but you know going back to this so people who love this movie are they love it because they loved it when they saw it when they were kids right nobody sees this today and goes oh it's a wonderful film no like little caesar's is my favorite pizza right it's because i grew up on it you know if i were to try it for the first time now it'd be probably not great yeah i think uh i think for me i would say i can't i can't recommend this movie unless you're watching it like like for the purposes of, of doing this kind of, kind of a podcast or like watching it with friends and just laughing at it. You know? Right. So but I don't Dan, have kids, you know, yeah. Dan and I used to, this is a behind the curtain, everybody. Dan and I, <laughs> welcome. Used, thank you. Um, <laughs> we used to hang out. We would, so he worked at Chuck E. Cheese at one point and <laughs> he would, he would Excuse open up. Me, I was Chuck E. Cheese. You, yes. And you still are in most people's hearts. <laughs> and so he was a manager and he was friends with the manager other manager and they after the thing would close they'd they'd open up the kitchen and we would make these giant sandwiches and drink bud light <laughs> oh that sounds like a real it was wonderful and then we would Statue go to the, the limitations is over <laughs> yep yep that's why i checked the i checked the date and <laughs> then we would go to the blockbuster and we would rent a film that we both wanted to see a first run new release that we both wanted to see. And then we would rent like Aladdin return to Jafar, Cinderella two, you know, all these things, all these movies. And we would then go to the grocery store and select a particular beer that would match with each of these films. So for example, if we're renting Superman, 
Budweiser, all American, Budweiser. right? Yeah. Budweiser, uh, you know. But if you're renting Cinderella two, it's Zima, right? Because that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, if you were going to repeat what Dan and I did, and I highly recommend you do, just break into the Chuck E. Cheese; they're fine. Um, <laughs> So took an agency licensing class above a Chuck E. Cheese. So that's where a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it was some office above a Chuck E. Cheese, and (laughs) that's where I am right now. What Uh, sort of fancy office is that? (laughs) It wasn't fancy. (laughs) A powdered creamer there, not the real stuff. (laughs) I'm curious how they danced when they're giving directions. How much dancing around did they do? Like, cause they, cause they could just say like, well, yeah, it's above the Chuck E. Cheese or did, did they kind of do like, it's above a pizza restaurant, a <laughs> like, themed pizza restaurant. Yeah, the, look I for the, <laughs> they just ignored the fact that there is a Chuck E. Cheese there at all. But I think <laughs> most sane people do nice every day. <laughs> now, you know what? You're welcome on this network and you're welcome on this podcast, but there's such a thing as too far. <laughs> I, I understand and i'll never i won't cross that line again listen just consider it a, a verbal warning there's no write-up there will be no documentation nobody's going to listen to this anyway so. <laughs> understood or at least this far i should say um yeah, yeah. all right so what is it what is the beer that goes with aladdin and the return of jafar what are you gonna oh, what are you gonna go to the store yeah. and pick up a six-pack of i'm gonna go with natural ice oh tell me why it's cheap it almost tastes like what it's supposed to almost but it doesn't by just enough of a margin Mm -hmm. that it's very noticeable and that you would never offer it to somebody okay unless they were already like insane and on board there okay do you have one the first one that came to mind was pyramid beer Pyramid, mm. like a Hefeweizen. Sure, is that yeah. Because you think that uh, all Middle East is in Egypt? <laughs> if so, it's very Disney of you. <laughs> it's true. You know what? Let's go with that. Yeah, I was just going for the Disney angle, which is iconic Middle Eastern locations so all in that, one place. I do have another sort of pairing, though, which is. Um, I, I haven't uh, gone yet. Oh, okay, sorry. But before I do. Yeah, I'm reminded of the, a very Brady Christmas, which, by the way, we should hmm. absolutely review on this show. <laughs> totally unironically. Yeah. But my favorite part of that movie was when Mrs. Brady goes to the travel agent and both he, she and Mr. Brady were planning a tr- the same trip at the same time in secret. And so she goes into the travel agency and and says, you know, I, we want to do this. So I got to take this money out. And you know, it was a bank or something. And. And the lady's like, I'm sorry, this account has already been removed or what all the money has been removed. And then immediately turns on her and says, I'm sorry, Mrs. Brady, if that is your (laughs) real name. (laughs) I need to add, I, Jimmy and I have known each other for 25 years. He really does love that movie. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. (laughs) We should, that'll be on our next episode. So I took it kind of literally though. Um, in Morocco, in Epcot, that's where Aladdin is. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thought like Casablanca Lager, which is a which mm-hmm. is a Moroccan beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's so available no- at the Albertsons, but. It should be. 
I have a good one for the sequel of The Little Mermaid. Ooh. <laughs> that's you gonna say that's that? for Hold on to it. Hold future on to it. episode. I'm sure yeah. you guys can think of it. <laughs> so uh my I was thinking I was thinking like pairings of things that we are good at. Jamie's good at beer. I'm kind of good at music. I was looking at the um uh Billboard top ten for that year. And we have number ten, Don't Turn Around by Ace of Base. Number oh, nine. I love that song. <laughs> number Wait, Dan, nine, is that, all is that a sequel to Turn Around Every oh. <laughs> Night? Don't yeah, turn it's around? A, Wait, don't turn around. It's it's, it's That's the uh, sequel. It's what this is what happens, right? Okay. Number nine, All That She Wants by Ace of Base. Number mm. eight, All for Love. Love that song too. Oh, right? By God. Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Number seven, Breathe Again by Tony Braxton. Number six, Stay, I Missed You by Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. Hero by Mariah Carey at number five. Number four, The Power of Love by Celine Dion. Number three, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. That's it. Number two, I Swear, All for One. And number oh. one is The Sign by Ace of Base. Now, here's the thing about Ace of Base. Mm-hmm. Here's all that she wants. This is all okay. that she wants. I used to dance to this with my sister in stretchy pants in our living room. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. here's all that she wants. This now, about, I'm going to all. This song, by the way, is all about Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Life. All, all that, she, that wants, she wants is an honest a, boyfriend. There's another no tiger. Nobody yeah. to talk to but her dad and her fire <laughs> boyfriend. Now, here's Don't Turn Around. And just listen for some Yeah, Ace of Base one song. I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I remember at the time, this was like, you could not escape any of this. No. And it was... Everything sounded the same. Yeah. Audrey okay, now it because they didn't play this in the <laughs> nursery schools. <laughs> now here's the sign. Yeah, it's all the, it's uh, one song. They had one album and it was all one continuous right. song with different lyrics. So I want to get to the the There it is. <laughs> so whistle thing. Right around the same time, uh I'm going to say band in air quotes named white called white town mm-hmm. came out with a song called your woman. Now you might not remember this song, but you do remember this song. I love this song too. <laughs> uh. Is that this not a couple Star Wars years later? Hero March right there. It is. It is like, it's a, it's a legitimate sample. So this is a pretty well-produced song and you can kind of hear like how it's kind of, you know, coming off of the Ace of Bass trend and, you know, like you, a lot of effort went into this and a lot of people bought that album. And that's why this album is my musical pairing for this movie, because the rest of the album sounds like this. What? <laughs> yes. I like that. that response is a response that was felt around the world <laughs> this person decided that they were gonna I think the story is it has it just just deducing here I think that this person had a song called Your Woman sent it off to a DJ and said hey do a remix of it and then the rest of the album was recorded on an 8 track recorder oh. and it sounds like this 
It's a bait and switch. It's a total bait and switch, and it's awful. Yeah, because that was in in the nineties when you couldn't just buy a song. Right, you had to buy the album. album. So, White Town Women in Technology is my musical pairing with Aladdin: The Return of Jafar. Appropriate. Yeah, because yeah. everybody bought the first one, but then when they got the second one. <laughs> exactly. In, in classic Dan fashion, it's incredibly well thought out. Very well done. <laughs> um, just, I want to go two steps back to uh, Ace of Base and two steps forward. Two steps David back. Bowie. Oh, Paul Abdul, sorry. If I knew how to produce music, um, I would do a mashup of All That She Wants with Suffragette City. Oh, oh, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't know how to do it. Oh. Now I know how to torture Dan in his sleep. Oh, well played. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my brain's not even able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Dan. Well done, Audrey. Thank you. So thank you. Now we know that there's a third. We're going to talk about it on another episode, but. Let's pretend it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And based on what we know of Return of Jafar, what is the plot of the next Aladdin film? I know that I want to see Apu ride <laughs> the hospital in the Petalon. Uh, sorry, Abu. <laughs> I do this all the time. I want to see him racist ride the tiger. Like I want to see them become best friends. Oh, they will. But the the tiger is still treated like a tiger, and Abu is kind of almost human. Um, he says it word. turns into Homeward Bound, but with just the tiger, Abu, oh, Yago. Mm-hmm. Like I'm they get that. separated from Jasmine and Aladdin somehow, and they have to work together to get back. That's good. And That's it turns really out good. Abu and the tiger can both talk or something. Yes. Well, and then Aladdin and Jasmine have twins, and oh. then that turns into a spinoff of the Parent Trap. Like, interesting. They so then they, they get have divorced. Twins. Yeah, they get divorced, but it's like amicable. Okay, um, not on but, the Parent Trap. Right. No, I guess that and wasn't then, amicable because they just don't talk to each other. Never right, they just don't talk to each regardless other. Regardless of which version. Basically, I, I want to see the parent trap take place in this universe. Mm. And I want to I want to I want to see the lives of the guards. Like I want to see almost like a it could even be a TV series of like the guards going around Agrabah mm-hmm. and like taking care of petty crime and even like serious wow. crime like murder and stuff. Reno 911 but with the guards. Yeah, Agrabah 911. That go. would be awesome. I would actually I would th- that's the one. I would legitimately really like to watch that, especially if it was funny. So I yeah, no the, the new villain is obviously not going to be Jafar nope, again. he's coming back. I think it was, 100%. Oh no. I think so. If we're doing the re- the Agrabah nine one one thing, I think Aladdin is in their universe because he's the supervisor. He's the villain. Like that could work. Yeah, Aladdin's kind of a punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind of like Robin Hood, though. I I think that, and and this is less what I want, but more what I expect. Kind of what I predicted for this movie: Sultan's dying. Mm-hmm. Aladdin's going to become Sultan because you know girls. And um, Raja becomes female through a. Oh 
<laughs> no, so he's going to become Sultan. Genie's there. Jafar comes back somehow. It, it's the same trope. I think they do it all over again. That's that's the third film in this series. You know, what What about Jasmine? What about Jasmine? How do you solve a problem like Jasmine? Yeah. Um, Flippity gibbet. <laughs> will of a whip. A cloud. <laughs> Sound of music. By the way, they sing that at her f- wedding. The the Abbey ladies saying, "How do you solve a problem like Maria at her wedding?" A clown. I saw that. I saw that musical over Christmas with my family. It's a fine musical. It's a good musical. I had never seen it from start to finish, and so I'm just glad I'm getting your reference right now. How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Welcome to three theater kids talking about theater. <laughs> You can uh, talk about theater on our main show, too. Well, that's true, because Country like, Bear Jamboree, Jamboree. Live, live theater. Abraham oh, Lincoln. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we yeah. guys. I think we made it. I think we've made it. So we need <laughs> so, to. I still feel like Jasmine hasn't had her moment, oh, That's though. right. Right, right, right. Okay, God. Jasmine. Um okay. Can we just give her something? Like, she's she's got to have, maybe she's a business owner. <laughs> what does what? she sell at her business? Watermelons and bird cages. She yeah, she sells watermelons, bird cages, and, and wet bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, wet bread, ca- bird cages, watermelons, and chicks. In interior design, because oh. Carl's got a fabulous bedroom. Maybe she could take her skills outside of the castle. I don't know. I just want, I want a little more for her. Actually, why? Oh, you know what? They, if, if Disney's smart, <laughs> um, they should get on this Tiger King thing and have oh Jasmine <laughs> training all sorts of wild beasts. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats. She realizes having a tiger is a bad thing. So she just releases it into the city. No, I, I'm thinking that she becomes like she moves to Florida. And she, she becomes one of them. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, she clearly can train tigers. I mean, that guy that right. Raja is he's all about. I mean, he can take anybody down. He can. Yeah. She's trained. Let's make her. Let's make her the general of okay. the army. Well, no, oh, so she goes you. like Princess Leia. Oh, sure. Not a princess anymore. She's, She's the general. She can handle a big cat. What? So she can handle a big army. Sure. Yeah, I totally agree. General Jasmine Organa. I'm already, I'm already uh, backtracking hardcore on this because she can't even tell when her boyfriend's being honest with her. <laughs> when he's standing in front of a birdcage and right. hiding it. Or how about, how about Jasmine starts a tiger army and she's the general. Oh, and I like that. She and like she she just gets just like the how like the the animation quality d- deteriorate deteriorates from one thing to the other. Like her mental her mental uh, facility is kind of like she she becomes slowly more and more crazy. And like she's the villain of like part five, and we see that like that that degradation of her like as a as a character audrey's trying here trying to give jasmine something to do and strength and you're making her crazy right yeah i'm listening to crazy kind of like no 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 i was kind of maybe what if she 
she's so she's so sheltered in the first movie and i feel like she hasn't changed much between the first and well yeah because it was like five minutes later yeah imagining her maybe just like going out on her own and like joining a a convent or something how do you solve a problem like jasmine (laughs) so sound of music yeah she she is the heroine in sound of music i love it I, I just picture big things. Like maybe she just explores the world a little bit. And She's going to at the end of this herself. movie with, with Aladdin. They're going on a tour around the world. I got it. I got it. She becomes the Oprah Winfrey of Agrabah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Done. <laughs> She's got a TV show. She's a philanthropist. She's got her own magazine. It's called Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Look under your carpets. It's a new snake. Tiger. <laughs> you get a tiger. You get a tiger for my army that I'm going to be general of. Fresh fish. <laughs> uh, are we back to the uh, flavor savers again? <laughs> We've come full circle. Oh, God. <laughs> what have we done? Hey, we need to recognize Joseph McCann. McDade. McDade. Thank you, Joseph McDade. Why are we thanking Joseph? He is the person who has put together the music for us and for whoever else wants to use his music. He has a website where you can grab it for free. He just asked that you mentioned that he did that. Thank you, Joseph. Um, well, in, in honor of, um, this and being on the Ears Up podcast network, I think it's important to say, Listen to Ears Up podcast. Support Ears Up on patreon.com forward slash Ears Up. Listen to The Supreme Resort. Listen to Ears Up in depth. Listen to The Secret Show if you're a Patreon sponsor. Listen to TSR Presents Cash Grab, which you mm-hmm. just did. Listen to mm-hmm. TSR Presents Quarantine. What? <laughs> TSR Presents... Uh, uh, very annual very pass, annual holders, pass holders. Should it be released? <laughs> which may or may not ever get released. And uh, yeah. that's where Dan and I become listen, our true selves. Listen to the sound of your breath for five minutes a day. That. Uh, is that a podcast? No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> it probably is. It's good to meditate. <clears throat> well, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thanks, Audrey. You've yeah, really been a, a, a great addition to this network. I'm so glad to be here. So, uh, Dan, is there anything else? Uh, I think that's it. I just want to say until next time, be kind and realize.